Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So I found one for you today. Her name is Deborah Vogue, and she's a crisis navigation partner with over 30 years of experience as a leadership researcher, executive, and advisor. And she is a trained mediator um, with Brene Brown, and she's certified as a dare to lead professional. So there you go, people. You guys know that a lot of you who are always talking to me, are always talking to me about leadership and business and starting your own thing and entrepreneurship and all of that. So what a better person to have here than Deborah. Deborah, how are you? Welcome. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm I'm so glad you're here. Uh, What part of the world are you in? I live just outside Boston in Arlington. Okay. Okay. I'm in Connecticut. So we're not, we're, I'm in Connecticut. So we're not too far from each other. Yeah, that's great. So uh, Deborah, thank you for being here. And, um, you know, the, the first thing I'd like to do is I like to take um, my audience on a way to get to know you a little bit better, on a little journey. So tell us a little bit more about you. Who is Deborah? Who's Deborah? <sighs> Deborah is a person who was born in the mid 1960s and who moved around a lot as a kid because her dad worked for one company for, I think, 35 years. Wow. And we moved to wherever in the country they sent him. So I had to learn to be adaptable Mm -hmm. and to have trust in my ability to build new relationships from a young age. Uh, We lived in, I think we moved nine times. I went to high school in South Carolina and chose to go to college in Massachusetts. Mm 
and I've lived here ever since. But I really believe that uh, moving around as a kid really made me the person that I've yeah. turned to be. Yeah. And it was hard, but it was good. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I think some of the things in our life, even when we're younger, or even now, you know, the things that are harder in my life, our lives are sometimes the best parts. Yeah. Like that's the sometimes where you're not sometimes a lot of times is where your growth is right where your development is. Um, so that's pretty interesting when you were doing the going to the nine different schools and stuff Were you finding it hard to connect were you was that a challenge connecting with like, um, you know, the teachers connecting with new students, things like that. Yeah, because <laughs> I always had to teach everybody who I was from scratch. Right. And, and right. sometimes that takes a while. I found one big lesson I learned from the first 30 years of my life is it takes a good year in any new place, yeah. whether yeah. it's a new school or a new town or a new community of any kind to really start feeling connected and like yeah. I, I'm a part of it. Mm -hmm. And that's helpful because now going in, when I join something new, I don't think I'm going to have an instant sense of connection. Right. And I'm more patient building that up. That's really good advice too, because I, I you know, I think one of the things and you probably are dealing with this a little bit, and we're going to talk about what you do because you do a lot of work in leadership. And I think that that's one of the things that are challenging for leaders or somebody who's shifting out of being a leader into entrepreneurship or whatever that is, whatever that looks like, is almost that that you feel like everything has to be instant. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's where we are today in the world with, you know, we used to, when, when I, yeah, and when I was growing up, it was, you know, we called it the microwave world, right? Where you wanted everything in 30 seconds or less, right? And I, we, I think we have uh, tried to adapt to that but we're human and mm -hmm. it still takes us that long. I agree with you. I always say, listen, don't, if you're moving to a new place, don't move out right away. Give it a year. Mm -hmm. See if you like the, the area, the location, the place before you just jump and leave. Cause you said, no, it's not for me. And you gave it a month, you know? Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. Is that some of the lessons that you've learned and everything? Is that what helps you right now with what you're doing in leadership? Yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, because that, that's what I went to when you said, who are you? I went right. to who, who I was the, for the first 18 years of my life. Yeah, That's formed who I am. So I was that person who people would go to and say, I'm having a hard time with this. And or, you know, I'm fighting with my parents or I'm not getting along with my boyfriend or, and I was the person who was like reading advice columns all the time. Right. I read <laughs> right. my good housekeeping magazines to get all the tips and tricks for how you do everything. So and cool. I wanted to learn everything I could and then share whatever I was learning. What I realized about three years ago that I just, I didn't get was there was this thread through the tapestry of my life that was about helping other people through crisis and about getting mm, this mm -hmm. myself, whether the crises were for me moving around a lot. Something just happened on my computer. That was weird. I'm not even touching it. Um, whether that was for me moving around a lot or I mean, you know, all the challenges that people have as kids adjusting to new environments or it was helping friends with things that they were struggling with. Their parents were getting divorced. Thank goodness that never happened with me. Later, I got divorced. You know, my parents are still together. Amazingly, like 
I lost track, almost 60 years, I think. Um, but awesome. for me, I got divorced. I went through my own crisis. Um, I had my kids having medical issues that became, you know, special needs for them that I had to deal with. I got laid off from jobs. So I had my own crises that I had to get through and Mm -hmm. I was helping other people. And I realized that my specialty, when I looked back, was working with women, initially girls, and initially, you know, nobody was paying me, um, who were (laughs) leaders in their own way, whether they were and are now running an organization, running a team, running the, uh, the, the fall festival subcommittee of the PTA, running their family, or just realizing that they are leading their own lives and they're at choice Mm. as they move through the world themselves. And uh, so that's who I've always worked with and that's who I love. So that's when I learned about your show and your community. I was like, I want to be part of Nina's community. Oh, thanks. That's that's the, the women that I want to surround myself with. Yeah. And that's the women you're, that are listening to you right now too, right? Like my audience knows, sorry guys, you guys know I'm a 60% women right now. It's actually like, I think it was like a month or two ago. It it was like going at 50, 50. I was like, Whoa, okay. Guys are peeking up for their ears, but you know what? I think I, I have a passion for women too, is because I've been through a lot of crisis myself as well. And I, I have a gifting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I have a gift of just pulling what, what I see, a greatness out of someone. I want to pull that out. Even in the middle of their crisis, I see something powerful and I always want to pull that out. And Me so too. I, I'm, I'm jiving with you here, Deborah. I'm jiving. Yeah, so, um, were you in like corporate and then, and then shifted to having your own or yeah. how, how does that look? Yeah. Okay. So I studied psychology at college. I majored in psychology and American studies. My senior year, I took a class called Problem Solving and Organizations. And I was like, this is it. This is where psychology and business meet each other. This is what I'm really interested in. This is what I want to do. So lucky I took that course. And so I got interested in organizational change. I had always been interested in individual change, like, you know, going back to reading, you know, Miss Manners. (laughs) And uh, who, by the way, is an alumni of my college. So I always was interested in how do we individually do things better? And then how do organizations yeah, do things good. better? And I was a researcher at Harvard Business School. I had my own first business when I was 23 years old for two years. Uh, but I did a lot of work in consulting in organizational change in the corporate world. And there was a little bit balanced with the academia working in the research about it. Then I went to get my MBA really focused on those things Then I worked more for consulting firms. And then I realized that organizational change does not happen unless individuals change. And as my career has grown, I've become more and more interested in working with one person at a time and working Mm -hmm. with one organization at a time. But my favorite is the sweet spot of working with a leader and then working with her team and getting to really know that organization and support all the individuals to achieve the goal. And frequently that starts with the organization or the the leader is in a crisis. And then we work through those things and then we get to, okay, so now how do we prevent the next crisis? Mm-hmm. Tell me something. How did you work on that? Or how do how was that experience for you, especially with the pandemic? Right. Because 
everything shifted, right? So yeah. what were what were some of the crisis that were such crisis in, let's say, 2019 before the pandemic to maybe today where the crisis may be a little bit different or looks different? Have yeah. you seen much difference or do you think most organizations or leaders are about the same? How, how do you feel about that? So... Uh, funny thing happened. <laughs> so I I started my own business in 1999. And it was a combination of that organizational change, consulting and working with individuals, career coaching. And over time, that grew into leadership coaching. Somewhere around, I don't know, like the 20 teens, the mid 20 teens, my business just wasn't inspiring me the way that it used to. And yeah. I was doing the work. And I liked the work, but I wasn't like on fire about it anymore. And so in 2019, I committed to doing the process with myself that I've done other times before with my clients and done for myself to really look at what is the core of my brilliance? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are the skills I most want to use going forward? What are the interest areas that I'm most passionate about? What are the qualities that make me uniquely me? What are the themes of my experience so far? And in that process in 2019, I realized that I'm a crisis navigation partner and I made up that term. I almost, it's a good term though. It's a good term. Almost yeah. have the trademark registered. Like hopefully in the next month, I'll get the official. Awesome. Board. Very exciting. But anyway, I made up this term <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to work with women in these kinds of crises that I've worked with women in before in my business, either, um, or that I've gone through myself. So divorce, death of a loved one, diagnosis of a physical health or mental health issue, dispute, downsizing. How fun. They all start with D's, right? Yeah. And I was like, look at that, D's. I'm going to put that on my website. These are the things I'm going to help people with. And I, I rebranded into the, the summer of 2019. And I created my signature talk, which is wow. called Unmasking Women in Crisis, Three Keys to navigating life's inevitable big challenges. And I started going out and giving the talk in person, a little bit virtually, mostly in person. At this point, almost all my clients, I would see them on Zoom. I've been doing that for years. And then this interesting little thing happened in early 2020 yeah. where everybody was simultaneously in a crisis yeah. Yeah. in the whole globe, in a crisis that did not start with the letter D. <laughs> but I never <laughs> they ruined it for you, Deborah. They ruined it. it. I should have been Dovid, Dovid 19. <laughs> <laughs> there was a D in pandemic, so I just right. thought demic for short. Right. That's <laughs> funny. So um massive shift. And I think that I was just kind of weirdly in the right place at the right time from yeah. a lot of people. Their businesses suffered when the pandemic started. I when I had this aha that this is what I meant to do and this is what I want to focus on, that I had been doing it, but not marketing myself that way. Right. Uh, and I started putting myself in the world that way. I felt like down to my toes. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is finally all the threads of my life, personally and professionally, coming together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people said to me, like, oh, you can't talk about crisis. Nobody wants to talk about crisis. That's not a word anybody identifies with. And I was like, oh, this is my word. <laughs> this is my word. So I have chills just thinking about this because I, I did not know what was coming down the pipe. So in when um, 
the, you know, our part of the world started really shutting down and our part of the world being the United States and even New England started really shutting down late March, 2020. Right. right. And then there were all these people who heard I was doing this work now that I had known in other settings. Maybe I had coached them or worked with them before um, as a colleague. And they started coming to me and saying, I'm in a crisis now. I run this professional services firm of 75 people and everybody's working from home. And I don't know how to manage people when they're all working right. from home. Help me, Deborah. Right. I'm a doctor. I, there's another example of a client. This, this doctor had first gotten in touch with me in February. She said, I am this close to burnout. I run a division of this major hospital in Boston mm -hmm. and I am exhausted. And I don't know how much mm -hmm. longer I can do it. And I said, okay, let's work on this together. Burnout is a crisis. So she hired me, but she didn't have any time to start because she started having all these medical cases in her right. hospital. Right. Then she had all different things that she had to deal with as a leader of the division in this major medical department. And her burnout was getting worse. So she's, Deborah, help me, help me how I lead my team and help me with how I'm leading my life. And then how do I take care of my kids? My three kids are suddenly home from school all the time. And how this do is I real. Them? This is real. Yeah. The hospital. So um, I do think that the pandemic changed the uh, professional work world in the United States significantly. I know it did as well outside the United States and I have some international clients, but I don't consider myself to be an expert on other work cultures outside the US work culture. Uh, and we all had more needs and we all needed more support and we were all lonelier yeah. than we had been before. And that's all the more reason that people want to have partners or supporters. So yeah. I specialize in working with women leaders who feel that they're on their own for whatever yeah. reason, as I, I felt on my own. And on you can feel on your own because you're a single parent. You can feel on your own because you're an only child taking care of elderly parents. You can feel on your own because you're running an organization and it's lonely at the top. You're probably right. not actually alone, but that feeling of I'm carrying this all by myself and I have so much in my head and there's so much to do. And if I don't take care of it, people are going to suffer such a huge burden. And I have been there and I have felt it. And I became a crisis navigation partner because I wished I had one when I was going through some of my toughest things, especially as yeah. a single mom. Yeah. I really, really love that because you know, uh, that's on my heart too, Deborah. And I, so, so that I know that I relate to you, but I also know so many people do as well, especially the the women who are listening and like, oh my gosh, Deborah, speaking my language, right? Mm -hmm. um, because I that's one of the things I offer in, in my coaching as well is I never leave them. I I continue to be their partner. Yes. Um, because we become friends anyway. You become friends with these people, right? You I fall in love with each one of my clients. Me too. I do too. I said, yeah. Me too. Every time they're like, I'm your favorite. I'm like, yes, you're my favorite. And yes, you're my favorite <laughs> because I, I love them so much, yeah. you know, um, and I, I never, um, I love the term, by the way, that that crisis navigation partner is such a beautiful term. So I'm glad that you're trademarking that because 
it is so a uh, need. It's such a big need and mm -hmm. something that I, I feel, especially now after this pandemic, that people can really relate to now, right? Because yeah, right. most of us are shifting in a big way, whether we're leaving our C-suite positions, whether we're leaving the medical position, where we're, you know, and then we're, sort of like, we're like, oh, shoot, I don't know how to do this by myself. I'm in a crisis here. Right. And yeah. what you just used as an example is so real, Deborah, right? Like the fact that she's running a whole medical unit that she had to be, you know, worried also about, you know, contracting the, the virus. Right. Also she couldn't work from home. She's a doctor. Exactly. And all, <laughs> right. And then you're thinking, you know, do I bring this home to my family? How does my family, you know, this is real stuff. I'm so glad she found you yeah. because most people, I mean, you probably had done this too. We navigate this alone for a long time. Yes. Right. And you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I totally get lonely. that. And when, you know, when you said you've been through a lot of crisis and I said, we all have, I, I didn't mean to in any way shift the focus back to me and take anything away from you. What I no. meant was literally when yes. I go around and I give this talk and I define crisis for my audience, which is very often virtually now, I give a lot of more, more of my talks online and speak on podcasts and stuff. But when there, I have a live audience in front of me virtually or in a physical room and I define crisis and I say, how many of you have experienced a crisis in your life? Please raise your hand. Of course. A hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent of the people raise their hands. And what I realized, you know, when I was writing this talk is, crisis is inevitable in our lives that's right we just and i don't my name's deborah i have been living in fear of being a debbie downer since rachel dretch <laughs> did that character on saturday night live so i don't want to be a debbie yeah. Downer. but the fact is that we all are going to face crisis in our lives we have and we're going to face more yes. and we don't know what the scope is going to be we don't know what the scale is going to be we don't know what the timing is going to be but there's things we can do to prepare yeah. and there's things we can do when we're in it. So it's not as painful. Right. Like right. I can't take away, you know, one of my clients, um, her, her, she's a vice president of marketing for a tech firm and her partner has glioblastoma and he's dying. And I can't, I wish I could take that away. I cannot right. take that away. Right. But I've been able to support her through the process to make sure that she can still be the leader she wants to be in her family and of the tech firm yeah, and of her own health right. while it's a lot. supporting yeah. him as she goes through that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, and that's amazing. I, I really, I really love that, you know, you're, you're taking care of women in this way. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. How is it like if somebody's listening right now is like, oh my gosh, I really connect with Deborah. This is something that I really like about what she's saying. I want you to take us, if you can, a little yeah. bit through the experience. Like if somebody, you know, wants to work with Deborah, what does that look like? Is that, you know, just one call and done? Is that something where they, you know, you build a relationship throughout time? Is it long? Like, tell me a little bit about what what your program's name is, if you have one, and, yeah. and what it is you do. Yeah. So my business is called Connect to Corporation. And on my website is connect to, so connect T-W-O.com. Oh, uh -huh. And I'm on social media as Connect T-W-O on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I don't hang out on Twitter much. But uh, anyway, so that's how somebody could find me and read about it. But what I invite you to do 
is reach out to me. You can email me at deborahconnect2.com. You can go on my website and click and book an appointment so we can talk. My first conversation with everyone is always no charge. It's for us to get to know each other, for yeah. me to listen to your story, for you to be heard, and for us to talk about how you would like, what you would like the best possible outcome of this very difficult situation to be. And then we talk about how can we work together to get you there. So I work with people on their strategic communications uh, with their communities, with their families, with their doctors, with their lawyers. I work with women on the emotional support. How are they taking care of themselves? I'm the person who remembers the names of all the people in their stories. <laughs> so then when they call me up and they go, you won't believe what Jane did today. I know exactly who Jane is. <laughs> right. That's and, great. Um, I'm a relational person. So while I love to speak on, to speak to audiences and sometimes new people come to me that way. Most of my clients are people who have known me in some other way in life. Yeah. And then they refer other people to me or they come back again. Um, so I'm in it for the long run. When I start working with you, I, I am here. And I have a way that you can just hire me for an hour, for an hourly fee, and that's it. You can do that. Um, also, I have a retainer package that is 10 sessions. So right. it's like you buy nine and you get the 10th free, and you can use that anytime over the six months. I also have a really intensive six-month package that's you know not hourly, kind of a flat rate thing. And I also do half-day intensives with people. Okay. So there's flexibility almost everybody ends up doing the uh, at least one retainer with me. And then some yeah. people renew and then some people throw in a half day private. Um, people do it all different ways that work with them. But I try to be flexible. One of the pieces of advice I got was you, you have to do everything in packages. You know, like that's what they tell coaches. You have to have a package. This is what's in your one year package. This is what's right. in your three month package. But I just think that when people are in crisis, they can't necessarily think about exactly how the next six months is going to go. Yeah. But they can think about, okay, I have an fair, hour. Fair. Yes. Or they can think about, you know, help me for 10 hours, but I don't know which 10 hours yet. Yeah. So I hope that answers yeah. the question. But it's still. No, no, yeah, it, it, it did. I mean, it did. And I I want you to also talk to us a little bit um, more about, oh, I know you, you, already, you already mentioned the fact that you get on the call with them and you figure out what the crisis is. Um, and so it sounds to me like you work in different areas of people's lives. So it's not just, you know, in leadership or is it, is it like home and leadership or can it just be someone who's the leader of their home? You know, like a stay at home mom, you know what I mean? Or somebody right. who's retired. So tell me a little bit about that. So for me, a leader is a person who realizes that he or she is at choice in life and choice is unquestionably a privilege, but even when you don't have a lot of privileges, you can still have choices about how you react, yeah. how you respond. So um, for me, it's not about how many people are you in charge of. It's okay. about whatever setting you're in, family, personal, professional, team, group, whatever. Um, what do you want to create? And how can I help you remove the obstacles you're facing to get from here to there? Um, one more way that I do that with people that I didn't mention before is research. I love research. So people give me 
research projects that they don't have time to go figure out. And they'll say, Deborah, go figure this out for me and come back with the answer. And that's another way sometimes people use their time with me. So it's not always one-on-one -on -one live coaching. Mm, and I also I love to edit. I edit documents. I help people draft documents. So I'm really responsive to what's needed. But there's big themes of communication, data-driven decisions, having, allowing yourself to have a vision, even at the most challenging times mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and choice. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you're doing... You, you know, you, you are really supporting them in, it, it sounds like in like any area that is the biggest need at that moment, right? So somebody's calling you and they're going through a crisis, but they really need this research done because they are overwhelmed and burnt out. Deborah steps in and kind of helps them. So you're a friend. That's how I start. You're, you know, you're, 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 a, you're a friend is what you are, right? Because you, what I mean by that is, is sometimes we feel very lonely out there and stuff and we don't have the support that we need. And you almost so, always feel like, I wish I just had a friend yeah. who can listen to me right now and just do what I need yeah. just right now. You just, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And there's so many, usually my people, my clients who feel on their own, they actually do have friends, but often their friends are having crises. That's like during I, yeah. the pandemic, everybody was in a crisis. So right. how That's you what I mean. turn to yeah. your best friend because she was dealing with her kids being at home and everything right. was going haywire yeah. at her work. Yeah. And so yeah, but you're, you're a strategic friend. Yeah, yeah, you're like that strategic. Yeah, you're, you're a strategic friend. And the reason I say that is because we all have friends, right? So you always you always have that friend that you call when you need somebody to be bluntly honest. You know, you always have that friend that you call that you want to go have that drink with. You always call, you know, but then you then you become the strategic friend. I, you're the friend that people need in their meltdown, in their time of crisis, when they can't turn to anyone else at that moment, yeah. right? So they're like, I got Deborah's number. I know who to call. Call Ghostbusters, right? And for some reason, I've always been that person who turns towards those most intense moments instead of runs away from them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but because it's needed for such a time, right? Yeah. It's needed for such a time. I think that I, I feel like we all have these amazing innate giftings inside of us and those things are so strategic for when we need it right for for what if you find it if you're aligned and congruent with who you are and you are working in that you are going to find the people you need to find to help you know so my show the reason i even started this is to impact people's lives and the reason i like to speak to people like you deborah is because i want to show people you are not alone you are not you are not secluded you have many people out here who want to help you in any area, right? Because I speak to people amazing like you who are out here helping people in crisis. I speak to people who want to help you automate your system. I help you people with, that want to help, you know, the reason I do that is because I want to show you that life has other options, yes. you know? And yeah. so being in the middle of a crisis or being in the middle of of depression or anxiety or a, a poor mindset, whatever that is, you don't have to stay there. Not one more day, not one more day. Right. So if our show reaches the ears of somebody who needs you, then I've done my job. That's how I see it. Right. Yeah. So, and I believe just to dovetail that, I believe that we are all, every single human on this planet, we are all brilliant in our yeah. own unique way. I, I, and our I brilliance agree. is developed from the hard stuff that we've experienced, the failures we've had, 
yes. and from our successes and from our celebrations. And when you are tapping into your brilliance and you are leading from that place, everything is easier. Yeah. And so it's my brilliance to help you figure out what your brilliance is. And it's my brilliance to help you figure out how to get from here to there in your crisis by leveraging your brilliance and outsourcing right. the other pieces. And what you're doing is you're bringing other people who have identified their brilliance and can serve in all these different ways. And it's yeah. so cool that we can be women leaders in that feminine leadership model, drawing from our own unique gifts and yeah. strengths, making money that way and just complementing each other, you know, being right. all the puzzles, the pieces of the puzzle that fit together into this gorgeous image. And I, I just, I have awesome. the chills. I get so excited. About yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, it's so good. So good, Deborah. <laughs> their brilliance and, and so they can live their dreams. I love yeah. it. And you're helping women yeah. do that by helping them get their messages out there and by helping women hear from people who can benefit them yeah. as resources. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And I had I had somebody here on the show, I think it was uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And they were like, you need can I say something? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know, thank you so much for allowing this platform for us to shine because mm -hmm. you are a coach too. So why are you inviting coaches on your sh like on your show? And I'm like, because you are important too. I don't have to I can't work with a with 25 billion people on the planet <laughs> you know what i'm saying like all of us have our sweet thing the thing that we yeah. are here to do right you are dealing with women in the middle of burnout crisis or uh, uh supplemental help that they need right mm -hmm. and that is that is beauty that's magic right and not everybody can do that or wants to do that right nope. so i need to highlight people like you so that my audience who's listening right now can say Yes, please. I'll take Deborah for 100. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So thank you for being on the show. I'm really appreciative of this conversation and the fact that you are here on Straight Talk and shared this space with me. I appreciate you. Thank, thank you, you for hosting me and thank you for being the host that you are and for highlighting people and for providing resources and connections for people because my thank two you. highest values are connection and contribution. Mm -hmm. And you are living my highest values. Yeah, that's awesome. way, you are connecting yeah. people through their contributions. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. So before I let you go, I do want you to remind people on how they can connect with you. So give us your um your website and all that again, please. Right. So it's connect T W O dot com is my website. And if you look for me on um Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, and you put in connect TWO, you'll find me that way. I have a course that I just launched. I teach people how to have difficult conversations, which is a big oh, good, part good. of management. And I just created this video course, which you can find on my website. Um, if you're interested, it's a self-paced course on how to win-win any difficult conversation. Oh, that's good. Um, and I have a coupon code that's podcast. So anybody who's hearing you, uh, hearing us on straight talk, who's interested in that can put that coupon code in and, um, get a big discount on that video course if they want to awesome. do it on their own. You know, that's important too, Deborah, not, not to like uh, prolong it. I know I, I promised you 30 minutes, but, no, um, no. 
uh, that's so important right now, I think, because there is a huge disconnect right now happening in organizations and the workforce, right? Yeah. And uh, having those difficult conversations is actually difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it is very difficult. difficult. It is very challenging. I have been in leadership for many, many years, and I am actually finding myself having challenges with the newer generation or the new way of thinking. I'm an old school way of thinking. You know, I, I have an old school like work, work, get things done. I'm very organized. Everything has to be, you know, the way it is. And most people are like, eh. I'm like, <laughs> this is, is difficult. <laughs> yes, it triggers me. I might need you, Deborah. I need you for that time. <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. And I think, thank goodness, I also went to school for management and leadership. And so I've learned a lot of those skills. But it is a different world. Yes. It is a different, different world. So I'm glad you have that course. So you said it's on your website and the, the code is podcast, right? Yeah. The coupon code is podcast. If you want awesome. to check it out on my website. Yeah. Great. Well, Deborah, thank you for being here. And I really enjoyed this conversation. So I'm really, I'm so glad we did this. Thank, thank you. you. Thank I'm you. so glad too. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you guys. Thank you so, so much. Now you heard her. Isn't she amazing? I told you best humans <laughs> on the planet here <laughs> on straight talk, no sugar added. So make sure that you go to her website, connect to, and then, you know, check out that course as well, because if you are in leadership, entrepreneurship, too, because when you guys yeah. are owning your own businesses, like I have my own businesses, sometimes are leaders. Yes, we are leaders. And but we also get in our own way sometimes, you know, because we're the leader now, not someone taking the orders, but someone giving the orders. And that's a different shift in communication. And so you guys really should go on there and check that course out. I love you guys so much. Thank you for always supporting, sharing and always following uh, the guest on the show. You are amazing. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N J E C T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you. And I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.